You are now tuned in to the It's a Black and White Thing podcast featuring A1 and A Ward. Make sure you follow the guys on SoundCloud, Facebook, and Twitter at Brains and Bars. That's B R A I N S A N D Bars. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, no matter where you may find yourself as you listen to this. And welcome to the show that wants to pay its respects to Thomas Michael Ford, um, a.k.a. Tommy, a.k.a. You Ain't Got No Job, yeah. man, from Martin. Um, dang, that, that one hurt. That one hurt the culture for real. You're tuned into another episode of It's a Black and White Thing, um, the only podcast, sports podcast with brains and bars. I'm your boy. I'm your host, Carlos Johnson, a.k.a. A1. You can call me either. You can call me Dan. I go, I'll go. i go by that, too. A lady at work called me Carlos today. You can call me Carlo. Another lady at work calls me Carlo. I got, I'm a man of many names, you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> um, you can check out the show at soundcloud.com backslash brains and bars. Um, you can follow the Twitter at brains and bars. You can go to the Facebook fan page. Uh, go to Facebook.com. Do a search for at Brains and Bars. You'll see the logo, green logo. It's a black and white thing, soccer field. Click on that. Talk to us there. Holler at us. You know, holler at us. We'll holler back at you. Holler back, young and woo woo. Um, you know, and tell a friend to tell a friend it's them again. Um, dang. You know, we're here in the MMP studios um, as most of the time. But, you know, as I'll say as always in the MMP studio. Shout out to the homie uh, Trent. Um, also, I do a radio show called The Sports Disciples with my good friend, Mr. Marvin. Praise 95.3 FM. Search it on Google Drive or Google Play, iTunes, get the app, or go to, uh, I think it's praise95fm.com to check me out there every Wednesday and Saturday, 6.45 to 7.15 p.m. I appreciate you guys as always. And, you know, I don't do this show alone. As always, I'm joined by the homie A. Ward. What's good? What's good? Good, 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 y'all. A Ward in the building, a.k.a. Holly Ward, a.k.a. International Ward, a.k.a. Half a Millie Ward, also known as that one white dude that strings together a few poems at churches every now and then. Um, We in the building, www.imaward.com. Holler at me on there. You can uh get my Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, all that good information from there. Um, But it's good to be back, man. It's good to be yeah, back. Yeah, so one other thing. One other thing, you don't have to, so it's 2016, so you don't have to go www anymore. You can just oh. go imaward.com. I don't even need the HTTP or nothing? Nah, you don't need the HTTPS, backslash, backslash. Nah, you don't need nothing. Imaward.com. Imaward.com. There we go. Boom. And then you're there. And then you just click enter site, and then all the battles, all the articles, every good and perfect thing um, is on is on the site. So holler at me, y'all. We need to get the podcast on there too. We, we need to get to do the, I, I can yeah, that's the next that's the next uh the next thing is getting the podcast uploaded on there. But how yeah. you been though? Good, good. So speaking of that, um uh, we are closer to getting on iTunes. We got the approval. Yes. Uh we got the approval uh from them. I think there's just like the next piece we're waiting on uh to figure out. I guess there's like an email that follows that that kind of gives you kind of the layout of the lay of the land. So we're closer. Um hopefully pretty soon for those who have been requesting uh, you know, that we that we get on iTunes. We're getting close, y'all. We're getting close. So for my Android people, we coming. My iTunes people, we coming. Uh, and we bought the rec shop. So shout out to that. 
Um, so, uh, you know, for those of you who this is your first time listening to the show, just a little bit of background. Mm-hmm. Um, this show was birthed out of just me and A-Ward having arguments about SEC football. Indeed. Going back and forth in our group chats and through text messages. Um, Most of which I won. Mm, that uh, probably not accurate, yeah, but probably. sounded good. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so we go back and forth. I would get on Facebook a lot and rant about sports, um, long soliloquies and orations, and you know, flowery prose about what what I liked, what I didn't like about sports. Uh, one day we joked, Laura, like, "Yo, we should do a, sh- a podcast. We'll call it a black and white thing." Um, you know, ha ha ha. Um, and then one day I was like, yeah, why don't we do that? Right. And so here we are. Mm-hmm. Uh, love sports, obviously. Um, you know, SEC head in A-Ward from Knoxville. I'm from Louisiana originally. So we're both from the South. We reside in KC, Mo, Kansas City, Missouri. Kansas City is the town. Um, yeah, and uh, that's, about, that's about us. We also record the show with the homie Trent. Um, Trent, you can you get a free – this is a free speaking moment. Trent is the producer. That you hear, he normally has um, like three challenge flags. He likes to call them, yeah. Where he gets to interject, yeah, but he's going to interject about ten <clears throat> times. I get though. three time out. Um, after uh, under two minutes, uh, all timeouts are reviewed by the mm-hmm. booth, and so I get that. Hey, just scrolling through Facebook, not doing my job. Uh, and I see VH1. All right, that's enough, Trent. So what, what we were going to talk I, about I, is nope, nope. You got to hear this one. <laughs> oh. I see VH1 is having a show, uh, Martha Stewart and Snoop, Snoop Dogg's Potluck. Yeah, yeah. Speaking you, of. Yeah, you might, yeah, might want to go check on <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, I'm going I'm to I'm stop talking right now. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, so for you all one of my children apparently, have yeah. hurt themselves. Yeah, one of, one of Trent's children upstairs and just, yeah. just probably fell on his head, so. Um, we're gonna we're gonna allow you to dismiss yourself yeah, if yeah, you But but we'll talk about Martha Stewart and Snoop Dogg. I promise. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll yeah, catch yeah, you up yeah, before yeah. we shut it down. We gonna come back to that. Don't worry. But you might want to see what was that that sounded like an M eighty <laughs> just went off upstairs. Like yo, like I was like, are they shooting? Why did the head hit like four <laughs> times? Like it wasn't even just a boom. It was like. Boom, boom. Yeah, I was like, wait, they are, what yeah. is that? Oh, man, good times. But, yo, but come, we need a status report because, you know, yeah. do we need to go to the hospital. Because, <laughs> like, the thing is, didn't nobody move, though. Didn't nobody, you hear no more of the pitter patter no of the cry. feet. You hear no cry, just heard boom, boom. So, hopefully everything is okay. Yep. Um, you know, he, he he is a good father, people. Don't. Great father. <laughs> don't. Good dude. Solid dude, y'all. Good dude. He's a great father. Yep. Like, don't let you get this twisted. Although that meme about how fathers, I don't know if you saw that. It was a quick, uh, on Facebook, somebody posted a meme of how dads watch their children. Yes. So they're in the basement playing a video game, and all of a sudden you hear this boom, 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 and he goes, hey, <laughs> yeah, I see. hey, sit down. You know what I'm saying? So, um, but anyway. <laughs> um, Hilarious. So uh, that's the show. That's the show. Uh, that's the crew. Um, so what we do is we normally start things off with what we learned this week. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what I learned this week, um, Roger, you know, Roger, Roger, Roger Goodell. Um, if someone, you know, I, you know, between myself and A-Ward, we have, you know, not, I don't want to say a far reach uh, on social media, but, you know, we have a little bit of a reach on social media. Um, and I'm sorry, time out. I'm going to pause this before we go because Trent has returned. We need a status update. Do we need to leave so you can go to the hospital? You you good? 
Uh, everything is fine. Uh, my son just thought it was necessary to throw tablets on the floor um, because it wasn't playing the show that he wanted. He wanted it to play. <laughs> so no, did he throw the tablet or the TV? Right. So what, what size was, tablet do you <laughs> own? It was a little loud. H- however, um, I almost sent him to the hospital for throwing it, but you know. The people gonna come get me if I say that out loud. <laughs> Got you. So, Got you. Okay. You know, cool. I just I'm I glad everything's you. okay. Hey, everything's fine. But you know what? You know, Jesus, Jesus take the wheel. All right. All right. <laughs> so as I was saying, what I learned this week, um, other than Trent's kids are okay. Um, tablet maybe not so much. Roger, somebody, if someone could get this uh, podcast into the hands of Roger Goodell and to the good people at the NFL offices in New York, Roger, we need to get rid of the Taunton rules, bro. The taunting rule, they, they, they're not working. Uh, the unsportsmanlike stuff, I understand that, you know, Josh Norman and Odell Beckham acted a fool last year. Uh, I know the Ravens, not the Ravens, the uh, Bengals, Bengals and the Steelers, they kind of got into a little bit of a ruckus, a little bit of a melee, a fracas, if you will, last year uh, during the playoff games. You know, um, Vontez Burfick. I don't – I will always defend Vontez Burfick in that I don't think he was intentionally trying to go for Antonio's head. I think if Antonio catches that football and he comes down, he's going to hit him. It's going to be shoulder pad to shoulder pad contact. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to be helmet, shoulder pad to head. I don't understand some things went sideways last year. But these taunting penalties were like people are just simply showing off their pride, their, their ego. They're happy they made a play. It's ridiculous. It's got to stop. And then your excuse was even poorer in that. Well, we're just trying to set a good example for the kids. Right. Stop it, bro. Like, no, 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 no. Get rid of it. You're hurting the game. It's not making it better. It's making it, I don't want to say unwatchable, um, but it's making it's not making a good game. So, Roger, please, no more. No more. Let's let's revisit this in the offseason. Let's fix it, and let's move on. Well, it's inconsistent, too, right? Like, I mean, from what I've understood is, like, defensive ends will get a sack, and they'll, I mean, they'll celebrate to an extent of what you can't even do after you score a touchdown on offense. So here's the thing. Brandon Cooks, here's the inconsistency. Brandon Cooks, wide receiver for the Saints, when he scores a touchdown, his celebration is he does the bow and arrow thing. I don't know if he's a Hunger Games fan. Well, Kelsey did that too for a while. Okay, okay. So, you know, I don't know if we have Hunger Games fans out here, Mm -hmm. Katniss Everdeen and all that, may the the odds ever be in your favor, whatever. But Josh Norman was penalized for doing the same thing. Fine. Right? Like, yeah, like, I didn't know, are we are we being a bad influence in the archery world right. now? You know, are little kids now going to be walking around going, you know, touchdown, and right. they're going to start fights because they do. I don't, I don't understand it. I've seen sack and then, like, do the home run baseball bat swing, you know? Like, like I don't know. Like, yeah, that's kind of fickle. I mean, I saw um one of the first Thursday night games. Eric Decker makes a great catch. He stands up. He is the, the cornerback is just kind of in his general area. He stands up. He holds the ball out for first down. He drops it. I've seen Antonio Brown do that. Mm-hmm. It's a penalty. Like, we don't need that, guys. We don't – We don't. no one was saying, you know what I don't like about the NFL? Celebrating. Like, right. no one said that. So, please, Can cut you it out. still spin the ball? You just can't spin it at the opponent? Right. But, I mean, but, again, it's a, it's a subjective thing. Call. Because this should, say, this should say you get up in your excitement. You spin the ball and a guy just happens to walk in the right. direction. Yeah. You're opening yourself up to a flag. And there was a there was a perfect meme on Facebook of how the NFL wants you to celebrate touchdowns. A cat from the uh, Cleveland Browns catches a touchdown pass. He falls down. He gets up and like almost like a created Madden player. He gets up like a robot. 
He drops the ball and immediately tur- turns and just starts walking like a robot back to the stands. If you go check it out, if you find it, it's hilarious. Hilarious. We don't need it, though, bro. We don't need it. Second thing that I learned this week. So every, you know, as, as men, now we're all 30s, right? Yep. We're all 30, 30 and up, right? Oh, I have one additional thing I learned. All 30 and up. Um, you know, but as we grew up, we always had that friend where, you know, you can't, you, we can't take you nowhere. Yeah, I got two of those. We can't, we can't take you, no, like, no. So we also have that friend where something goes wrong, you're the fall guy because our spouses know. Exactly. Well, I'm kind of that guy. Well, for, yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, we, we know, like. I'm that guy in some circles, but then I have that guy in my other circles, right, too. So, yeah. Right, right. Where some, if it all falls down, it's your fault because I got to go home and explain this to my wife right. what happened. So I'm pretty sure you guys have all know know by now that Donald Trump got into some hot water because of some things he said about women and things that he does to them, which, you know, I won't go to, into too much detail because you know this by now, right? Which, by the way, I saw a restaurant that is a Mexican restaurant use his, his quote-unquote comment to basically market their tacos. We'll talk about that off air. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that is hilarious. This is my timeout, and I want to say that the internet has went amazingly crazy on uh, Donald Trump and all the debate stuff. And um, if there there is a picture of a little kitty cat out there um, about Donald Trump, and I'm gonna leave it at that. And it had me crying. So Yikes, I haven't I seen this. I, I want to say thank you, Internet. You have won once again, and I appreciate everything you do for me. Thank God that was a 30-second timeout, not a full timeout. <laughs> 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 so, as you know, as we were saying, you know, Donald Trump and his comments, whatever. So, universally, NFL players, and not only NFL players, but athletes across pro sports, uh, you know, your weekend warriors, everyone has come out and said, you know, that's not how we talk in our locker room. Right. We're in a locker room. We don't talk like that. Until yesterday. Um, yesterday, uh, former KU Jayhawk football player, Akib Tlaib, um, <laughs> when discussing Donald Trump's comments, he said, and I'm paraphrasing, this, this isn't a direct quote, although I'm pretty sure I'm about 90% spot on, that uh, Donald Trump could fit in in his locker room with that type of uh, comments. Now, for though for someone gets upset, no, we're not condoning sexual assault, right? So that I mean, let's just let's no. just let's put that out there right now. But the thing that is funny about that is I don't think Akeem was talking about the assault part of it. I think he was talking about the exploits that men do with women part of it. Mm. And so it's just like, bro, did you not get the memo? Did you not get the memo? We are as a group as a crew, as a label, disavowing Donald Trump's comments because we, as a group, as a crew, as a label, don't want to have to explain to our spouses, our significant others, our partners, that maybe we talk about in the locker room exploits we have, you know, on the road, so on and so forth. You just broke all the code. All All the code. All the game just laid it out in the streets. And now, at least in the Denver Broncos locker room, you got a whole squad of people that got to go home to their booze and be like, baby, you know, you know, a key. Come on. 
can't be tripping, man. He's I can't. shoot a guy. Yeah, man. I mean, he pulled a gun in the club. You really gonna, <laughs> you gonna listen to a key? They got to do all this plea bargaining now at the crib with the wives because you can't take a key to leave nowhere. Luckily, a key to leave was probably most of their fall guy. Already. Oh yeah, oh yeah. He, he Chris so at Carter least he was in the position, and it wasn't Peyton Manning that you know, and it yeah. wasn't just like. I mean, even I bet you Peyton Manning probably had to go to his wife, baby. Yeah, baby. Come on, you you know a key. Keep always talking. <laughs> he just he just talk. Don't pay no attention. And he probably they got they probably on the group me text like, "Hey fool, right? What you doing, man? You get locked up. Don't mention my name. That's what Jeezy <laughs> said, man. Like you breaking the street code, bro. So you can't. Akeem Talib is your fall guy. Akeem Talib is that guy you can't take nowhere is what, is what I learned this week. Also, a side note, what I learned this week. I'm, I'm in school, so I take night classes. Um, and we're reading this book for our class set in the 1970s. We're sitting in class. We're discussing the book, just real quick. And um, our teacher goes, 1970s. Who can tell me about the 1970s? Now, obviously, I am in my 30s, so I go, I'm in night classes with a bunch of young people, young adults, 18 to 20 years old. I'm normally the oldest person in my class um sometimes i'm even older than the teacher one year i was older than my teacher <laughs> um you know and so one of the young ladies looks at me and she goes you were born in the 70s right <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> so i mean you can't be mad right because i'm the old dude in the room i'm the old dude in the room i'm washed all right so I laugh it off. I'm like, nah, I'm I was I'm a decade behind that. I'm a decade. She goes, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. I'm like, you cool. Cause when I was 24, someone told me, You like you 32. So, you know, I've been called old since I was 24. I'm now 34. So I mean, I'm used to it by now. You know, I think now, I think a couple of years ago when I turned 30, somebody said, How do you 40? So I'm used to it by now. You know, this is how people play me. So that's what I learned this week. I'm washed. I knew that, but I had it reinforced to me <laughs> in class. <laughs> um <laughs> Real quick, last thing I learned, we'll move on. Um, the Cubs make me sick. Um, okay, not literally make me sick, metaphorically. I'm a Cubs fan. I root for the Cubs. Root for the Cubs since I was seven years old. Back in the Andre Dawson, Ryan Sandberg, Mark Grace days. The first time. The 70s. No. Oh, no. <laughs> the first time uh, Greg Maddox was with the Cubs before he went to the Braves, blew up, and then came back. Yep. Um, you know, so I'm a, I'm a Cubs fan, and I don't think I've told this story before. 2000, well, I have. I haven't gone in depth. 2003. The weeping story? Uh, I didn't weep. I, I shed a single tear. Oh. Maybe two. The Cubs are the last sports team that caused me to shed tears. I was pre, pr praying and pleading to God, please, God, let them win uh, that national championship series, National League championship series against the Marlins. Um, and... I'm a Royals supporter, not a Royals fan. So last year, the last two years have been a little bit stressful for me. I want to see the, the the Royals do good for the town, for those fans who stuck with them through all those years. Uh, we were out of town last year watching the watching the team. That was wonderful. great, great time. Um, you know, and so the Cubs are in you know in the uh, NLDS playing the Giants last night. And I'm trying to watch the game. I didn't watch the first game until the eighth inning <laughs> when Javi Baez hits the home yeah. run. Um, game one. What I a great series he's had. Yeah. I missed game two because um, I was busy. But game, you know, game four now rolls around. They're up two games and one trying to close it out. And they're down. Um, John Lackey's getting, getting hit. He's getting hit, sprayed all over the field. They pull him. 
They bring in a relief pitcher. He's giving up a near home run, you know, and it's not looking good. So I'm like, man, I'm going to bed. I can't take this. Like, this is too much anxiety on my heart. I'm a sports pessimist. I expect the worst, mm-hmm. hope for the best. And so I expect the Cubs to lose. But I didn't want them to lose to the Giants. Right. I don't like the Giants because of what they did to the Royals. So I'm like, why, Lord? Like, I'm angry tweeting. Why, Lord? Why the Giants? Because they're going to break my heart. They're going to they're gonna kill me, right? So I'm getting ready to go to bed. I look at my phone one last time. It's 5 to 5. I'm like, yo, we, we came back? I turn it on just in time to see Javi Baez get the single that breaks it open. And I'm like, I can't take this. Like, I, I can't. <laughs> this is too much anxiety for me. Like, I feel like I need to take a Valium before <laughs> I watch Cubs games. So, you know, I don't know if I'm going to be able to continue to watch them, if I'm just going to have to kind of have this relationship with my phone and ESPN Sports at Score Center app. I don't know. But the Cubs make me metaphorically sick um, <laughs> trying to see if they'll win this championship. So, you know, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. So. Um, hit us up. You can go to Twitter.com at Brains and Bars, the Facebook fan page. It's a black and white thing. Let us know. What did you learn this week? want to hear from you guys. Mm-hmm. A-Ward, anything, anything you want to add to that? Um, no, I think that's pretty good. Cool, cool. So we'll move right on then to yeah. what you are looking forward to this uh, week. What am I looking forward to this yeah. week? You know, a lot of what I'm looking forward to this week is already kind of on the agenda for today. Um, you want to go back to that? No, we'll actually – we'll – Continue, because I'm going to interject at a certain point. Okay. I missed one thing, but right. continue. But a lot that I'm looking forward to is already on the agenda to talk about a little later. But as far as outside of the agenda, what I'm looking forward to this week is one, um, Big Poppy announcing that he's actually going to come back this year. I'm hoping that that happens. Okay, okay. <laughs> You're hoping that that – okay. You're looking forward the to – The guy's just too good to go out that way. Like, I mean, the year that he's had and the series that they had, like, I – I'm not a Red Sox fan at all, but I'm a, I'm a I'm a David Ortiz fan, and to see him go out that way, I was just like, please, pull a Brett Favre, you know, or something, and just announce, you know what? Never mind, I'm coming back next year because he's just he's good, he's good. I mean, and and so that would be awesome to hear. Another thing that I'm looking forward to this week is NASCAR is at Kansas Motor Speedway this weekend. Okay. So if you take about a 2.7-mile trek from here, MMP Studios over to Legends Area, Kansas Motor Speedway is there. NASCAR is there. Jimmy Johnson is currently the lead race car driver in the standings. And a guy by the name of Chase Elliott is in the top ten. Yo, Bill Elliott's kid. Awesome Bill from Dawsonville. Son is in the top ten. Um, and there hasn't been any Reese's Cup commercials that have been able to compete with Bill Elliott's Reese's Cup commercials from the, the late 90s and early 2000s. But I'm a big NASCAR fan, so I'm excited to watch that race this weekend. But other than that, like I said, most of what I'm excited for, we're going to talk about here a little later. So Yeah, you know, I'm going to say that I had one last thing I learned, but I'm going to say that when we talk about uh, when we get into college football. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're going to move right along into the WNBA. Shout out to Dre. Yep. Uh, it cracked me up because he was talking about the show, and he was like, he's like, I hate when y'all talk WNBA. Y'all don't know who he is, so I can talk about Dre in his way. Right. Um, I hate when y'all talk about the WNBA. I'm not a fan. But he's like, but I love it that you shout me out at the end of each segment. <laughs> uh, so sh- I'm going to shout you out at the beginning and the end of the segment. Hilarious. Um, five good minutes on the WNBA. Yo, straight up, we're in the NBA finals. I figure, um, I feel like the, the WNBA players are just they're more, like, they have so much soul, you know? Like, and, and <laughs> so, <laughs> like, I don't know if that's, you know, <laughs> that's bars. how you get brains and bars from this. So, shout out to Dre. <laughs> <laughs> but, yo, the WNBA finals are here. 
Um, series tied at one. Why did I just get that? I was wondering <laughs> when you were going to pick up the mic. That? I was wondering when you were going to pick up the mic. I was <laughs> preoccupied, and so it took a minute for it to hit my like reserve bank in my memory. <laughs> that is hilarious. I apologize. Uh, dang, I, I wasted time now. Only got one left. <laughs> but, yo, WNBA Finals tied at one. Lynx and Sparks, the two best teams in the league. First of all, I have to give kudos to the WNBA in this new playoff format um it's dope because you have the two best teams who happen to be on the same side of the yep. conference playing each other in the championship round it would have sucked to have these two teams play each other not that i don't think that teams like new york um i think chicago is on the eastern side not that uh, that i don't think those teams would have given them a run but these are clearly two of the best teams in the league maya moore uh Andy defending Parker. champion uh, Neka, Aguma K, the biggest Parker. flopper in the league. <laughs> <laughs> Elena Beard. I told you we had this whole discussion about you know how we should A dog. Did you see your game one? Lock it down. <laughs> no, locked it down. Locked it down. The whole Elena time she Beard. It down, I was watching like. That's dog. A dog out yes, there. <laughs> locking it down. So if you saw, if you heard our discussion on how we should talk about women defenders in the WNBA and the and the terminology we should use. Uh, go check that out. <laughs> um, it's episode 18. Yep. Go check that out. But she locked it down game one, then hit the game winner uh, in game one, which is a dope game. It was actually some of, one of the highest ratings they've had for a game in, I think it said since 1998. Wow. Yeah, man. So it was a really highly contested game. Game two was a blowout. Maya Moore did her thing. I think they won by 19. Game three is this Friday. Um, on ESPN2, I believe, has been showing all the games exclusively. One thing I hope that the WNBA will look to do is I talked last week or a couple of weeks ago about the Twitter streaming deal uh, with the NFL. I would hope that the, that the WNBA will try to expose them, get some more exposure by doing a deal with Twitter um, to ex to put their games out um, on on Twitter for us to follow. Um, there's where the black guy is. I don't know if you hear that. Or not. <laughs> all right. So um, this is one of we all kind of look at the sound man like, what is happening? Um, but I, th I think that would be good for exposure if they could do that, a way to try to draw in a, a few more viewers, maybe those who have cut the cord, who don't watch, who don't have cable, um, and just an opportunity, again, to engage a different, a different fan base. Because, again, you guys, like, seriously, these are two of, the one, two of the best teams in WNBA history who are squaring off for the finals. So you are – Doing yourself a disservice, Dre, and others by not watching mm -hmm. uh, this game. So I don't – oh, man, I forgot to write down the time. Friday night, probably 7 o'clock start, Central. Right. Um, go check it out, Links and Sparks. Um, you're going to have a, a Hall of Famer in Candace Parker, a Hall of Famer in Maya Moore. Um, Neka Agumake will probably be on her way to the Hall of Fame. Go check Did you see that, that though, the coach that called her the flopper? No, I yeah, didn't see – so uh, they played the audio clip from this last game. And um, Neka Gumwakwe, I guess she caught an offensive foul, but you could hear the audio cl uh, clip and the coach for um, uh, the Minnesota. Yeah, yeah, she's reaming the referees, and she is like by name saying she is the biggest flopper in the league, and you guys don't know it. How can you let that? You know. So then they pan over to the Spark sideline, and Agumwakwe sitting there, and somebody's letting her know what they're saying. They're she's like. He's calling me a flopper? The coach <laughs> over there is calling me a flopper <laughs> right now? And like, yeah. They're like, yeah. <laughs> She's like, totally like, really? Like, it was just a funny back and forth. So, 
That is hilarious. Yeah. Wow. That lets me know that the NBA is right around the corner because then we're always talking about flopping yep. in the NBA. Cool. Well, that's what's up. So that is our five good minutes. I don't know if we actually went five good minutes. Yeah, we can all look at this. Okay, that's not bad. That's not no. bad. Um, so that's our, our coverage of the WNBA. Like I said, man, go check that out. Go check that out. It's going to be yeah, Friday, October 14th. Just want to make sure I got that right. Um, it's been a good series, and I hope it goes all five games. Yeah, me too. All right, so up next, up next. Oh, yeah, college football, college football. Um, so I'm going to turn this over. Um, this past weekend, the high, the game of the weekend, I guess you could mm-hmm. say. I think that was the college game day was there. College game day was there. I think that was the most CBS anticipated game, game of, of the, the of the mm-hmm. season. Or uh, not the season, of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, Tennessee, A&M. Now, we didn't record last week, so real quick, because it's going to tie into the last thing I learned. Can we just go back and just talk about the Tennessee-Georgia game? Just real oh, quick, yeah. like your emotions at the end of that game. Yeah, so backstory. Obviously, I'm at a wedding um, during the game. So Yikes. I slandered all week on Twitter people that have weddings in the fall on Saturday and how if you're going to invite me to your wedding, one, send me a message and ask me if Tennessee is playing <laughs> that week and what time. And then two, don't be mad if I live stream the game at your wedding. You know? I think that's I fair. I feel like that that's fair. That's right? fair. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Rachel, my girlfriend, says, hey, we have a wedding to be at. And I looked at the, the time of the Tennessee-Georgia game. It was 2.30. And she's, I said, what time does it start? She said, 4. Now, I was hoping for noon because Tennessee is a second-half team, obviously, right? Yeah. She said, 4. I thought, this is going to suck. Now I'm going to have to watch Tennessee suck for an hour, then run to a wedding, you know, and exactly what they did. Um, but shout out to CBS and shout out to their live stream and um, you know they have a really good live stream for game of the week and um, I sat at the reception and I watched the whole game on my uh, my CBS live stream and uh, the bride came by um, super nice wedding everything was great and she said hi Aaron and my head was down and I said hey Blair I just want you to know I've been watching the Tennessee game the entire wedding and I told her that straight up. And I said, that way, in case any strangers say to you, there was this really rude guy that was watching a football game the entire time you got married, you know it was me. And she said, I wouldn't expect anything less from you, Aaron, <laughs> and gave me a hug and walked off. But, um, yeah, so obviously another game that has kind of been um, the consistency of our season. We go down, we come back. Ten seconds to go. Georgia throws, you know, a, a bomb. Emmanuel Mosley let up a step on it. Um, who's a defensive back that is not supposed to be starting in the first place because we're so injury riddled. Um, you know, he kind of he kind of gives up a step on on what's almost like a hesitation move down the sideline, and my heart just drops sitting there at the reception table. Uh, my girlfriend looks over, and she's like, oh, this sucks. Aaron's not going to dance with me at all. He's going to be mad the whole <laughs> rest of the night, which is warranted because that's normally what happens if Tennessee loses, and we're not going to church tomorrow, right? <laughs> because that's also what happens if Tennessee loses. Sinful. Sinful. But, um, you know, you can just see it on my demeanor, and that's going back to celebration penalties. Um, 
Now, granted, also stupid. This celebration penalty what came from a guy leaving the sidelines with his helmet off, who runs all the way down to the end of the end zone. Granted, you know it's it's harmless. You know, it's a team celebrating. You know, um, but it wasn't necessarily the guy that caught the touchdown. So I kind of understood it a little bit. We have the best kick returner in the nation, Eric Berry's son, uh, not son, um, younger brother. And I thought, man, they're 15 yards back kicking. If he can just get his hands on the ball, we might have a chance of getting a good return. Um, he's returned it to the 50-yard line. The Hail Mary happens. I'm at the reception table. The groom's best man is giving the toast. And Please tell me you yelled. Like, if you can imagine the most exciting hum you have ever heard in your <laughs> life. <laughs> right? Like, I, it was just like this. Like this, like, I, and I don't know if, like, but, like, I stood up and I, like, I, I patted down the wall behind me and I did, like, a 360 spin and then just sat back down immediately, you know, like, and and a few people in our area was kind of, like, looking at me or whatever and, like, I'm just, like, and you can see my eyes are all big and Rachel's looking at me and she obviously knows something happened in this Tennessee game, but, yeah, crazy, wild, crazy, you know, and like I said, that was the week before. So then that brings us into this week. So hold on, real quick, real quick. So I gotta, I have to, have to mention something. So we were um, on a team building um, trip. Yes. Last year well, we, we went, went Georgia last year. Yeah, we was that Tennessee Georgia yes. last year. Okay, so came back from twenty one down. We were on a team. We were on a team retreat mm-hmm. um, in Vegas. I went to Vegas for a team retreat. Um, you know, to you know, you gotta build chemistry, trust falls, all yeah. that good stuff. Yeah. You know, so we're out in Vegas. Well, falls. <laughs> <laughs> so we're out in Vegas and um, you know, um where we were staying for whatever reason their T V package was not great. I think that might be on purpose, by the way. Because yeah. <laughs> ne- across the street is a casino. I was at Vegas, duh. Uh, and in va- in this casino, there's a sports book. Now, neither one of us had ever been to a sports book before. Never. Um, it is a magical place. Crazy. Um, it is, and this for this reason, not because of gambling. We're not de- degenerates, right? Right. But because it is a, but it is in part because of the gambling that goes on at the sports book. Because they have this huge board. It's like Buffalo Wild Wings for gamblers, if you mm-hmm. will. Um, huge board with odds of. All these things you could bet on. I remember seeing odds for the presidential nominees. Yeah. Um, for the Democratic and Republican Party, you could wager on that. That was crazy. So big board in the middle with all these things you can wager on, and then around that are underneath that are three huge TVs showing games, and then all these smaller TVs surrounding it. And you have all these degenerate gamblers who are telling us like, "Yeah, this is my part-time job. You know, I make a couple thousand a week doing this." Yeah. You know, guys who are, you know, I bet on Mac football games. Bowling green. Bowling every every Thursday. Every <laughs> Thursday. Yeah. You know, um, so you're getting all, you're getting all this, there's this crazy energy there. You're getting all these stories. People are super friendly. They're talking to you, and they're living and dying with every play. Every play. First quarter, I think the guy who said he bet on Bowling Green in South Carolina football, mm-hmm. it's first quarter. A team scores a touchdown. He's hot. Oh man, they're gonna blow it. I just, I'm like, bro, it's the first quarter. Like, chill out, chill out. We're watching Tennessee Georgia game. A lot of people have put money on Tennessee Georgia. Game is near the end. I forget who the quarterback was last year. Uh, it wasn't Lambert. It was some other transfer kid. Who cares? For Georgia, he goes back to pass. Kid wide open, open. <laughs> wide open. This is going to 
game. I mean, time is running out. This is the game. Not the game. It was they still had Reggie a few Davis. more chances. That's the name of the wide receiver, Reggie Davis. Wide open. You, he, the ball's in the air, and as you as the receiver comes to the screen, you see how wide open he is. This wave of emotion rises up out of the crowd. Oh, ball is coming, and the, and you can. It's almost like as the ball is coming down, you can see them going ching ching, yep. or you can see people going no, right? <laughs> because they got money on the game. Ball comes down, hits him in the hands. He drops it. Sports book goes nuts. People are throwing betting slips up in the air. People are high-fiving. People are cursing. People are angry. I God, God stands up not far from us. I ain't never bet no Georgia again. They're messing up my parlay. Is, I believe he was a uh, or a tennis, like the, he was a Tennessee fan and bet on. Like He was more like financially invested in the game than emotionally. Like he was like, like there were people who were like, that's my team, but I bet on this team, so I would rather them win. Yeah, and I mean, like, the energy in the place was, was nuts. In- incredibly nuts, and that play, like, encapsulated everything. So as I'm watching the end of that game, my wife and, and son are asleep. He catches the pass, um, and so in the most meek and quiet voice I, I have, I'm going, he caught it, he caught it, oh, my God. And I'm laughing quietly because I can't wake them up. And I'm, like, quietly running around in circles in my living room. I collapse on the floor in a fit of laughter. He caught it. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Um, and so, like, I, I immediately I thought, man, I wish I could be in the sports book to watch this ending because I know people went insane yes. because money literally changed hands in both directions for the casino and for people who bet on Tennessee to win or to cover or whatever it was. So it was, that was wild. So that was the other thing I learned. I miss Vegas for the sports books <laughs> because of the energy. Well, another, so, another funny story, story to that is during the game, um, I don't know why, but my CBS live stream app was, I didn't know, but it was actually like a play and a half behind. Yep. Right? Yep. So mind you, you know, we have a text thread with me, you, and Jesse, and I have a GroupMe app. And I'm getting these GroupMe messages that are too far advanced from what I'm watching, so I mute the group me, but I don't have any way of muting, you know, our text I message. message yep, and then yep. I'm seeing these messages like, I hate this kind of defense, you know, I hate this, you know, and I'm just like, what's going on? What's going on? Like, get off my screen. I'm trying <laughs> to watch the game. And the next thing you know, oh, my gosh. Man, that's <laughs> all it was. Wow, 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 wow. Unbelievable, yeah. unbelievable. Oh, my God. It's OMG. So what? <laughs> Because I think I even said something like somebody need to check on A Ward. Yep. Yep. Like, yep. like I know he's like losing his mind right now. And then the end of the game was just the craziest thing. Yep. The craziest. Yeah, man. Yep. It was wild. And it that was, was wild. week before last. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so yeah. then we came to this week. So before we before we go for it, we talked about at the beginning of this four game stretch, Florida, Georgia, A and M, uh, Bama. We said that if Tennessee only had one loss or was undefeated going into the into this Bama game that we would get together Saturday. Buffalo Wild Wings, Ugly Joe's. Whatever. Ugly Joe's, y'all should sponsor the show, by the way. Yes. Um, and watch the game, and A-Ward would take over the at Brains and Bars Twitter app, and he would live tweet his emotions, his feelings. I don't know if you want to call it analysis during the game. Uh, we'll maybe try to go Facebook Live at mm-hmm. halftime to see if all the color has drained from his face or, or if he's red because he's angry. Um, so we're going to do that. So if you 
I hope we can have this up before Saturday. I hope that is the goal. Um, but when you listen to this, we'll also I think we're going to go Facebook Live tomorrow too because yeah. I'm I'm going to be done with midterms tomorrow before seven. So watch out for that. That is going to be fun for us, mm-hmm. not so much for him. All right. Yeah, it might be a little nerve wracking for me, but um, I'm kind of in a tough spot because I uh, I this Tennessee team has turned me. I watch sports like you, kind of pessimistically, you know, and and this Tennessee team has started to turn me into a neutral, not optimistic, but, you know, this neutral area. Um, And so it is a little bit nerve-wracking. But um, this weekend we got Alabama, um, who they beat us nine straight years. Um, Yesterday, and I don't know if it's just Nick Saban wanting to talk about, you know, wanting to hype up the game, but yesterday Nick Saban said uh, Tennessee is our biggest rival. He said over the Iron Bowl. When we got – he said, when I got here, um, it was evident that with boosters and with the history of things, he said, in the state of Alabama, the Iron Bowl is the biggest rival. If you ask people who live in Alabama, but historically and across the nation, Alabama and Tennessee is, you know, our biggest rival. And it dates back to Bear Bryant and General Robert Nayland and different things. But there's just a lot going on behind this game. Last year we led in the fourth quarter. Um you know, we we match up decently, but Alabama's Alabama. You know? Yeah, real quick, I'm gonna let you continue. I'm gonna let you finish. Yeah. But I feel like there's a little shade. Like I've been kinda like running I feel that, like that too. Running that quote back. Not at Tennessee. No, at Auburn. At Auburn. Yeah. Like like we kick y'all butt and then every once in a while, you know, the sun shines on the dog's yeah. tail and y'all get a lucky win. Y'all get like, you know, a kick six or y'all get like Cam right. Newton, one of the greatest players of his gen- of his generation. To show up, so what continue? Well, what's funny is when they beat us for nine years straight. So it's almost like, well, no, you know, you and Auburn have been more competitive, right, for the right. last decade, you know. And so I do think that it was a little bit yeah. of shade at Auburn, um, but it's third Saturday in October. I mean, it's it, it has some kind of significance there. Right. Um, Alabama has the most SEC championships. Tennessee is second um, with the most SEC championships. Alabama's got twenty three. Tennessee's got thirteen. Um, but hasn't had one since 1998. So, um, you know, there, there there was a back and forth there for a while. But um, to kind of just recap this last week in Tennessee, ex, uh, Texas A&M, um, another big game on the road against a Texas A&M team that's top 10 in the nation, but Texas A&M's always top 15 in the nation in the first five games of the year. I mean, the last three years in a row, they've been 5-0 and and finished 7-5. and You know, like they was almost like that's what they did. Um so to go in there, um, senior quarterback Trevor Knight, who played against Tennessee when he played at Oklahoma two years prior, kind of kind of knew um, Tennessee a little bit. Um, to have a revamped um, offense with uh, uh, with the running back that averages eight or nine yards a carry. I mean, they just I mean Texas A&M was just putting up numbers, and Tennessee to be out five starters. It was a seven point spread, and I understood why um, going into the game. It's away against the vaunted SEC West, and it's against a team who's been doing, you know, been playing very well. Um, They started out just the same as everybody started out against us. Um, 28-7, I believe, was the score um, after the second drive of the third quarter. Um, And my initial thought was, we're missing our starting linebacker, our starting outside linebacker, our starting defensive back. Two players have been hurt already in the first half. Like, can we please just make this – a 14 or 10 point game. Can we please not lose this game 
45 to 13, you know. And then Tennessee did what they did. I mean, and and I know that a, a lot of people in Tennessee are getting upset with the whole do you have any more pixie dust? Do you have this magic, you know, is there any more magic that you got, you know, because of how we've come back? Um but we continue to to finish games, you know. Um we played last year and we played well in the first half and horrible in the second half, you know, and 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 the kids, they have heart. And, you know, I spoke about Emmanuel Mosley earlier um, in regards to that Georgia game where he, you know, kind of let up half a step on a hesitation play. And that same defensive back who shouldn't be starting, you know, runs down the re- the, the running back for Texas A&M on his way to the end zone and punches the ball out with two minutes to go. You know, I mean, just like like the hustle play that you show your kids, this is why you run out every play. You know, this is what you show to your high school football team, your middle school, peewee, you know, when I was growing up as midgets and super midgets, I don't know the name of your league. But, you know, this is why you play to the whistle. Right. The dude runs 60 yards down the field and just punches the ball out. And once it went to overtime, um, that that hope was a little restored. And I thought, man, like, we are supposed to win this this game for a re- you know, that. But um, obviously it didn't work out that well. Um I think the game was actually a six-and-a-half-point spread, um, and A&M won by seven um, because it was overtime. So I can imagine that the sports book was probably, you know, on yeah, edge a little part, bit yeah. overtime-wise, like, yeah. oh, please, just win by three or four, or, you know, or something like that. But um, hard-fought game. We didn't drop anywhere in the AP poll. We dropped one spot in the ESPN poll, um, and I think that that was merited, you know, but this week's going to be crazy. Yeah. And, you know, I wonder. So I won't touch. I won't go too deep into this because I, I don't I don't want to spend too much time talking about it. But the decision of Florida and LSU not to play mm-hmm. um, or at least they're trying to work through it right now um, and try to find some way to play. I understand from LSU standpoint why they wanted to play that game, because there's been talk about, you know, uh, play the game. Um, somewhere in, in middle November, mid mm-hmm. late November, but they'll be playing three row games. I think they were talking about November nineteenth. Yeah, that was the when they both play a non conference game. Right, right. Well, if you do that, then they have Thanksgiving. Not even six days later. You want to think about safety of the kids. Understand, Notre Dame fan. If you saw Notre Dame North Carolina State play, it was a crap fest. It yep. was horrible. They shouldn't have played the game. Never. Um, so I understand that, but the implications of this game are huge for Tennessee. And for Florida, because if Tennessee loses, now they're too now they're technically behind uh, Florida. So I hope they find a way to play that game. Yeah. Uh, whether they push back the SEC championship a week or two weeks, because it's not like bowl season. You know, right. is uh for for Tennessee to me, Tennessee is going to be a team that's going to get a at worst a Capital One bowl. Right. Exactly. Or something like that if they make it to the championship game. So you know, I hope they play it. So again, this weekend, Bama. Tennessee, game day is going to be there. No, game day. No, they're not. No, they're in Wisconsin. Oh, yeah. Now it's, get it's CBS Sports Game of, it's CBS CBS Sports Sports game of game the Week. Of the week so wow. I guess, I guess had they won, had they won. And I'm pretty sure they probably thought they were just at Tennessee yeah. for Florida and Tennessee, so you don't want to go back yep. twice. So I understand that decision. Yep, so. I just assumed they would be there, so that's my fault. Yeah. Eat me. Um, but it's a good segue into the next game that we're going to talk yeah, about. Yeah, so segue <laughs> into the next game we're going to talk about. Um, we're just going to quickly go across Power 5 conferences, games that looked interesting or just kind of interesting things about that conference. Uh, first up, Big Ten, 
Ohio State at Wisconsin. Big game. I was on that. You know, Wisconsin is a three dollar bill. They're frauds. They're not. They're not real. They're counterfeit. Um, and you know, offensively, yeah, that may be true, but mm-hmm. defensively, they got the goods. Now, again, this is for entertainment purposes only because we are not degenerate gamblers. But Wisconsin, ten point home dog, which is interesting because defensively, they went to Michigan at Michigan, offense that had been torching just about everybody. And shut them down. Now, granted, I do think, for me, college football, the reason I say for entertainment purposes only, because I don't think you should bet on college football. Because, one, kids will be kids. You know, kids sometimes, they're unpredictable from week to week. Also, quarterback play in college, you can't trust it. Um, Unless you have a stud or someone that has stud potential. Um, And Barrett, J.C. Barrett, one of the best quarterbacks in the country. So this is going to be a huge test for the um, Ohio State or Wisconsin defense to slow down another good offense. I don't know if they'll do it. I think Ohio State wins. I don't know by how much, but I think Ohio State wins that game. Yeah, I do too. Um, another game that interests me in the Big Ten, Illinois Rutgers, not because there is compelling or interesting. Because <laughs> we want Rutgers to score. <laughs> <laughs> Rutgers took on Michigan uh, this past week. The point spread was, I think, in the 40. Mm-hmm. So they are so for those who don't understand, when you have a spread that high, they are daring you to put money on the team that is a forty point underdog. Right. They're daring you to do that. I'm pretty sure people did it. Um and they got burned because Michigan won seventy eight to nothing. Yeah. Um the Rutgers band started playing Hail to the Victors at a certain point. It got that bad. I s- and Ohio State beat them by sixty the week before. Wow, I didn't know they beat them. Hundred and thirty nine to nothing in the last two weeks. Good lord. Yeah. So um, this was funny because I saw someone this week, I think Monday or the Tuesday, they said, I'm hitting refresh on my sports, on my online sports betting to see what the line is going to be on Illinois Rutgers. I think I saw it set at six, which is interesting, which that, I mean, Illinois, like y'all got it. So, again, gambling, they're college kids. You can't talk about that. But if I'm Lovey Smith, I'm like, y'all see this spread? They think that you were only six points better than a team that <laughs> lost 139 and nothing yep. over the last few weeks. So, um, again, I ha- I don't care the least bit about that game other than this point for entertainment purposes only. Literally, I want to be entertained by this point spread and if they can cover. Uh, so, anyway, moving on. Uh, ACC country. UNC and Miami is interesting just because I don't know if Miami is really good. They beat Florida State, but Florida State defensively is not what Florida State used to be. Um, Wait, no. They lost to Florida State. Oh, they lost to Florida State. You're right, you're right. They lost at the very end. Yeah, so we give Miami no props until they earn props. So let's make sure that we – fraud canes. That's what I've been calling them all week. The fraud canes, they were at home against a Florida State team that has two losses. They led 13-0 and couldn't close it out. So I'm not a believer in Miami, and partly because I have two friends that are oh, Hurricane yeah, that's right. fans that's right. that annoy the mess out of me. Um, and, uh, yeah, they but, but they don't play Louisville or Clemson. Mm. So it's like I look at their schedule, and I'm like, you should end up 10-2, and two, you know? You got, yeah. you got UNC, NC State. Notre Dame. Good Lord. You know, like those are your the toughest opponents, you know? And I don't count Notre Dame and toughest opponents because their defense 
again, they're kids, so I don't want to make too much of uh, to be too hard on kids. But the scheme and the talent, they're really young. So Notre Dame, outside of that, you know, that Noah's Ark type show that happened in North Carolina State and Raleigh, they put up 30 points a game, but the defense is allowing 30 points, yeah. 30 plus points a game. So this is interesting just from divisional uh, standpoint. Mm-hmm. UNC beat Florida State. Um, last second field goal, fifty-four yard field goal. Now, then they, Georgia? they lost, but they lost. They played Georgia close, but we didn't know what Georgia was. We didn't know what. Yeah. And we found out they're frauds later, but they should have won that game. They were yeah. up on that in that game, so they're they are getting better. Um, Mitch Trubisky took over for Marquise Williams at quarterback. He was getting some Heisman love. I don't know if he's still there. Oh yeah, Williams. How he got benched? I didn't. No, he gra- uh, he uh, graduated. He was oh, a senior. I was so say wow. He I don't know. He might be practice squad. I don't know if it, the Packers kept him on the practice squad okay. or not. But he was right. in Green Bay during the preseason. But um, you know, so that's a good game that interests me. Mm-hmm. Pac-12, Arizona State, Colorado, for no other reason than no, it's not a. I, I haven't question mark. Is it a new day in the Pac-12? No, it's not a new day in the Pac-12. But it is interesting in the North. Washington, Washington State, undefeated Oregon, winless mm-hmm. in the Pac-12. Stanford already with two losses mm-hmm. in the Pac-12. And in the South Division of the Pac-12, Arizona State and Utah at the top of the standings. Arizona State's 5-1. and one. And USC like, and UCLA at the bottom. USC, UCLA, Arizona all at the bottom of that conference. So it's just like, wow, like crazy. Like you don't – Big 12, Ace, I don't even have the Big 12 on the rundown because there was nothing of interest there. Um, I'd say probably K State at Oklahoma is the biggest, and that's yeah. because K State's won in Norman the last three times they played. Yeah, and so and I still don't know how good Oklahoma is. Exactly, still don't know how good Oklahoma is. So the whole know, Big Twelve's frauds. Yeah, that's what it's looking like, full of frogs you have and TCU frauds. TCU who beats Kansas barely. Yeah, well, the second year in a row. Now right. this last year they barely won. Oh, here comes Trent. And, but they barely won. Because I mean, because Travoy Boykin got hurt, right? And then you have Iowa State, who's at the bottom, who almost beat Oklahoma beat State, Oklahoma State, and or is it Baylor too? Or almost beat Baylor yeah. too. Yeah. And so you're just like, hold on, you know, like you don't see Vanderbilt taking Alabama to the last possession, you don't see Kentucky, you know, taking, you know, that that, that doesn't happen. And you know, this how many how many games has uh, Vanderbilt won? Three in forty years. Okay. Well, no, I don't, I don't know, but I'm they they still doing better than KU. Yeah, that's true. Oh, I, I just want to I what just want to refresh the excitement that all my KU uh, fans had that very first game, Rhode Island, when Rhode we Island. beat Rhode Island and rushed the, the field, rushed the field over Rhode Island. And you know, Rhode Island as a state is like four miles long, right? Listen, don't you ain't gonna take the devil <laughs> ain't gonna steal population my theory. <laughs> you ain't gonna steal my joy, devil. Um, <laughs> but then they got hands like badly the the next two weeks after that. Ohio, like I think Texas State gave them that work. Texas State, not not the Longhorns, no. Like, Texas State, like badly. Sounds like a given. team that you would see in like an old time basketball movie. Tex- was Texas Hilarious. State the setup for uh, Unnecessary Roughness? Scott Bakula, Kathy Ireland, I'm probably dating myself here. It was an early 90s movie about a college football team. That Might have been. I think Texas State was the, the, the fictional school for Unnecessary Roughness. But to continue, tell us how bad K- KU's been. Mm-hmm. Um, they've been uh, atrocious, although they did play better against um, TC- TCU. Uh, the defense acts like they actually – had a defense, had some takeaways, which was nice. But 
um I was very I was optimistic um that they would actually have a couple more wins before the conference started. But nope. um but yes. But you know what? That one win versus Rhode Island is an improvement from last year. Yep. So didn't win nothing last year. So we, were we can we can we were perfect last we year. We can build on this. I think that's what perfect. Herm Edwards said that year of hard knocks when they were terrible. We can build on this. We can build on this. And yes, Texas State armadillos and and, necess- and not unnecessary roughness, but necessary roughness. Scott Bakula, Kathy Ireland. Go look it up. It's a uh, kind of a cult classic if you know anything about football uh, movies during that time. So anyway, uh, moving on. Let's see what else we got on the docket here. Um, real quick, Ole Miss, Arkansas. Um, you know. Uh, I don't. This is. I don't know how really good they are. Oh, yeah. I'm still not sure if Ole Miss is any good. Still not sure of what Arkansas has. Um, so that's you know, again, college, I feel like I can say that about a lot of teams in college football. Ole Miss is top fifteen at three and two, by the way, which is weird. Um, I get losses they, to Bama and Florida State, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But still, but still. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, so we're going to segue real quick before we segue to the NFL because I forgot to put this on the rundown. Run them pockets real quick. Um, three people, the Texans, y'all got, I mean, y'all signed Brock Osweiler to this ridiculous, I shouldn't say ridiculous deal, but y'all signed him to this big money deal. You get Will Fuller, who's been doing his thing. You got DeAndre Hopkins. You get Lamar Miller. You go into Minnesota, although I kind of got to give you a little bit of a slide because Minnesota's been giving that work defensively to everybody. everybody. But, you know, you get all this talent and you you get mollywopped in Minnesota, run them pockets. Eli Manning, I drafted you on my fantasy team. I won't call you a bum. I'll try to be nice, although you are. Do I have y'all in the rundown? Real quick, let me rant on on New York. Eli is Joe Flacco Sr. He caught lightning in a bottle twice. Um, yes, he won two Super Bowls, has not been to the playoffs outside of those years. That's why I say he caught lightning in a bottle twice. The Giants, as a crew, as a label, as an organization, are the Miami Marlins of football. <laughs> why did I say that? Miami Marlins of football because – the Miami Marlins caught lightning in a bottle twice, won two championships. While the Giants didn't have fire sales, they haven't done anything outside of those two seasons. Eli, I drafted you. I was ridiculed for drafting you. I defended you. I said, you know what? I don't need Eli to be a top five quarterback. I need Eli to be a top 15 quarterback. Eli, you have not been a top 15 quarterback, bro. Top 15. Top 15. You've been a top 20 quarterback. And my fantasy team is struggling because <laughs> you have not been a top 15 quarterback. You and your goofy-looking faces on the sidelines run them pockets. And yes, if I seem frustrated, yes, I'm frustrated because I have a team that should be contending. I got Le'Veon, Allen Robinson, you run them pockets too. Cause you, Nah, you know, I got to cut you some slack. But I'm anyway, a man. That's what I feel nah, like. Nah, man, yeah, I'm, I'm hot, bro, because I drafted him. I could have had Phillip Rivers. Who's you been know? doing pretty well for me? I could have Phillip Rivers, and I drafted Eli because I said, I looked look at the weapons. Rashad Jennings was good down the stretch. Cruz coming back. You got Odell Beckham. You know what I'm saying? And you got the little homie Sterling Shepard. I feel like he should be putting up points. He's not putting up points. He's missing receivers. He's throwing horrible interceptions and got the nerve to tell Odell that he needs to be smart. No, you need to be smart. How's Odell do, doing okay? Is him in the uh, the goalpost doing okay? He kissed it. Did you see that? He kissed it. They that. made up. That. They that made up hilarious. Sunday night football. He got the, he caught the touchdown. Ridiculous footwork, by the way, in the end zone. Yes. Ridiculous footwork. And he caught, and, you know, he kissed the net at the thing. So the whole Odell thing is overblown. It's a distraction. You know, it's people making too much of it. But, yo, for real, Eli, 
Run them pockets, dog. Anyway, last one. And I'm going to try not to be as animated on this one. Brian Kelly, I try to stay away from college, especially because, again, they're kids. They don't get paid for this. But, Brian Kelly, you get paid. You get paid a lot of bread. Lots of, lots of, lots of bread. You went into a monsoon. Granted, the game shouldn't have been played. You went into Noah and the Ark-like conditions and had a game plan that said, I'm going to throw the ball as many times as possible in a game where the, it was raining sideways, in a game where it was delayed 30 minutes after halftime because the wind was blowing so hard that the lights were swaying back and forth like trees, right? These are the conditions we are playing in. We're talking about that, that as a kid, when you want to go outside and play in the snow and the rain, play tiger football because it looks cool, but when you're older, you're like, man, why in the world would I ever want to go do that? My wife said, I would have told them my ankle broke. I wouldn't have went out there and played. But you went out in this game and told them to throw the ball. I think they threw the ball almost 30 times. Winds up to 55 miles an hour, Brian Kelly. And then had the nerve to throw your center under the bus, calling his snapping atrocious because he couldn't shotgun snap with the ball basically dipped in water. <laughs> I mean, basically, it was, like, it was like you told him to get in the pool and said, hike that. That's how wet it was outside. Brian Kelly, you should not be fired. I think that people who are calling for your job, I think, are – are, are insane. Also insane. I also, I think you should, your, insan- your sanity should be questioned. You're making me crazy right now. Brian Kelly, run them pockets, bro. So anyway, we're moving on. I'm just had to get that out, especially Eli and Brian Kelly. Y'all been vexing my soul. Anyway, NFL. NFL. So if you haven't heard lately, uh, ratings are down mm-hmm. in NFL. We posed this question on our, on our fan page, and it's a black and white thing on Facebook got some interesting responses of why people thought ratings have been down while they've been decreasing. People offered some interesting um, responses. Obviously, Colin Kaepernick and his protesting of the, of the national anthem. Um, I saw some people said fantasy football, which was interesting. Uh, Red Zone Channel. Um, I am a Sunday ticket owner, if you will, and I exclusively watch the Red Zone Channel. Um, I don't watch any of the other games. Um, sports bars. And so I thought those were all good. Now, my logic or my reason why the game isn't so good is that the product, I've been saying this for years, that the NFL product is not as good as uh, as it's been in past years. I think that's for various reasons. I think, one, we don't have as many star quarterbacks. I think defenses are catching up, though. I think defenses are starting to catch up to the offense. Fans have gotten used to high-scoring games, high-octane offenses, and you've seen teams like, um, you know, like Andrew Luck has struggled. Eli has struggled. Um, nah, not so much the Saints, but you've seen teams where you're used to seeing these teams put up points. I think that's why ratings are down because it's harder to watch a game um, because when it, when it's crap. So Monday Night Football, Buccaneers and uh, who they play? Carolina. Yeah, horrible game. Uh, Jameis not that good. Derek Anderson to back up. It went down to the wire, but it wasn't compelling football. So to me – that's why that's what I look at as not I think all those other things are are also factoring into it a little bit, but to me the product not being as good, um, and especially offensively are why people aren't tuning in like they were in the past. Mm-hmm. Um anyway, anything you want to throw in on that? Or keep no, moving? No, I think that's pretty I think that's pretty standard. Um uh you don't have the the Brady Manning, you don't have the um I think the new age quarterback generation, we expected to maybe be a little further along 
than what it is. Um, you have you know Andrew Luck, who's starting to look like maybe one of a one of the bigger busts. You know, like I know yeah, you can't, you don't want to throw that word out too yeah, early. Yeah. Um, Russell Wilson's been kind of injured, and his offensive line's down. It's you know? horrible. So, so this new wave of what you thought would take over for the Brady Breeze Manning, you know, you're starting to see is kind of looking real regular, you know. Um, and so, so with that being said, yeah, I can see, you know, I can see that playing into it as well. So, yeah, don't worry, RG three will be back. Him and Terrell Pryor gonna keep hooking up for touchdowns. I'm sure they will be. Yo, but shout out to Terrell Pryor though, Indeed. man. Right, I've been saying shout that. out to Listen, Terrell Pryor, man. He 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 actually gonna probably be a pretty good wide receiver. He probably gonna be a pretty good wide receiver for I the Browns. I don't know what happened to Braxton Miller, but well, you know, I think he's just now. I think Terrell's been kind of well, working Braxton on the Miller's transition. With the Texans, right? Yeah, and, and I so mean they kind of got that depth chart's pretty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I think you, I think in a couple of years, Braxton Miller is going to be dope. Mm-hmm. But Terrell Pryor's put the in Browns. the work. He's put in the work on his craft, and he's a freak physically, six foot six, you know, four four speed. Yeah, that's that's a lot to deal with. Mm-hmm. That's a lot to deal with. So that's an interesting question, though. He's from that area. No, he's from Pennsylvania. Braxton is the one who's from Cleveland. Yeah. Um, I think Latrobe. I have to double check, but I think he's from Latrobe, Pennsylvania. Um, because I remember it was a big deal that he went to Ohio State and not Penn State mm-hmm. when he came out. But um. Something to watch. Will he stay with Cleveland? Cleveland gave him a shot. So that be that is, will he be a Browns receiver once yeah. his deal is up? Because I think he's going to get paid. Maybe not Dez money, but I think he's going to get money when it's when it's said and done. Mm-hmm. So um, real and quick. Cleveland basically can can at least say Josh Gordon who? You know? Man, I hope he gets his life together. Me too. I really do. Beyond football. Fantasy football crush on him. He came through and crushed the buildings for me in 2014, I think it was. And I've always had like a man crush on him ever since from a fantasy Cowboys, fo- fantasy Cowboys football standpoint. Cowboys Terrell Pryor right now. I think they good. Dez ain't doing nothing. I mean, Dez injured. Dak is getting it done without really good wide receivers. They he they he has serviceable wide receivers. It's like you it's like you read my mind or something. Right. That's a great segue. So well, before we go into the segue, I just want to make a mention that I did see a great. Um, poster board for the Tennessee Texas A&M game that referred to Johnny Manziel who played for the Browns and the sign said no wonder Johnny Manziel drinks this place sucks and it was a ten- <laughs> it was a Tennessee fan Hilar- <laughs> you know college station it's hard in in these small towns across America where they have these college programs yeah. like like you got to be you got to have a powerhouse cuz it ain't nothing to do in college yeah, station it, it ain't nothing to do in Lubbock um, Lincoln is a nice size place, but it's still the middle of nowhere that gets cold as heck. Yep. Like for real, like these Manhattan, Kansas. Oh gosh, I can't imagine. Like it's hard to get talent to come to those places where it gets cold, or even if it's in the south, if there's nothing. To even do. in Starkville, even in Stark Starkville, Vegas. Starkville, this is you know, and so and at least Knoxville. Like Knoxville is that? That's not that far from it's Nashville, not far right? From Nashville, no, it's you know, 102 miles, something like that. Nashville. Which is actually why I'm surprised that KU basketball does as well as it does. I mean, it has a legacy now, but it's in Lawrence. Anyways, we don't talk about that on this podcast. We don't talk about KU basketball. But I mean, podcast. but I, but I think at that point now you're talking about a brand because I mean Chapel Hill, Durham. Yeah. You know, like we've now. Dang, did we go to? No, we didn't go to LA. I went to LA on the trip with my wife, mm. and we drove by UCLA and USC. USC is in the hood. By the way, mm-hmm. USC is in the hood. <laughs> UCLA is in the nice part of town, and it's just it's like Brentwood. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, um, so it's, it's interesting how you get these kids to go to these, especially smaller places. Um, like I said, like you talk about, uh, me, even Knoxville, again, yeah, it's not that, that far, yeah. but it's still a small town. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's interesting how you get these kids to go to these big places because of the brand. Yep. The, the power of a brand, man, you can't beat it. But as we were talking, Cowboys. Dak uh, Prescott. Dak Prescott has been, I don't want to say crushing the buildings, but he's been playing really, really well. Um, and Tony Romo, I think it was yesterday, news came out that his back is completely healed. Um, I think Jerry said today that he's not ready to start. He's still going to be, he's not ready to even start practicing. Um, but that when he does come back, that he is the unquestioned starter. So we posted on our on our fan page the simple question. If you are the Cowboys, Dak or Romo? My initial thought was Dak. That's my first my first initial thought is stay with the hot hand. Last thing you want to do is strip um the rookie of confidence or your belief in him after he's come out and done not everything that you've asked him to do, but more. Um, and that was my initial thought. And I started thinking to myself, is, and I know it's not identical situations, but last year Peyton went down, and they brought in Osweiler. And Osweiler played okay, you know. But it was almost like the minute Peyton got back, we're playing Peyton because he gives us the best chance to win a Super Bowl. Yep. And so I asked myself, who gives Dallas the best chance to win a Super Bowl this year? And I believe the answer to that is Tony Romo. I agree. I but agree. I ask myself, is winning a Super Bowl this year worth it to the Cowboys organization to maybe strip Dak of some of that, you know, or put him in a pe- position? And with Jerry Jones as your owner, I think that Jerry Jones will tell you, yes, <laughs> winning a Super Bowl this year is more important than anything else. You know, so part of me says, obviously, big picture, you got to keep Dak in. You run with Dak. Dak and Zeke is going to be the next thing for the next five, ten years. It's going to be, you know, the Dak and Zeke show. But if you're looking at it like, okay, hey, we're six and one, or we're seven and one, or we're, you know, six and two. And we have a great chance of winning the division, putting ourselves in a position for for a bye, and winning a Super Bowl this year. You might, you might, Tony Romo might be your guy. Yeah, I agree. I think you got to go with Romo, just because I know a lot of people on our page are saying, "Well, you could lose the locker room, uh, chemistry. They got chemistry." I'm like, "Well, Romo, he ain't no strain. Like he just showing up right. off the street. Like this is the offense that was designed around him." Um, Dak has played great, but the offense has been somewhat limited because he doesn't throw the ball deep. So you have that aspect. I mean, we've seen to think Dez about. not put up numbers. Dez hasn't put up numbers, and when Tony, to me, if the Cowboys rely on that running game, to me, it just with Romo back there, much more um, seasoned, um, knows the offense a lot better than than Dak does. Not to take anything away from away from Dak, because I'm most impressed by his poise in the pocket. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't panic. He doesn't. You know, a lot of guys out of spread systems, if it's the first read isn't there, it's time to run. He waits. He's patient. You can't – to me, that's one of those things that – I don't want to say you can't teach it. I don't want go to go to that cliche, but it's hard to learn. I'll say that because um, I don't remember him staying in the pocket like that at Mississippi mm. State. No. So, at some point, he's learned that. 
So that's dope, but it should be Romo's team going forward. And to me, I like that for them because if he Romo gets hurt, you know now you got a dude who can – you're not going to lose a whole lot. Yeah. There's going to be some drop-off, but it won't be great. And he's gotten that experience. So I think that's dope. So I, I agree. I would go with Romo. Um, go to our, our fan page. Let us know what you think. Um, you know. This is a follow-up. If the uh, Cowboys don't win a Super Bowl this year, is Romo there next? Unless, yes, because his contract is ridiculous. I thought he was near the end of his deal. He's got – I think he's under contract to like 2019. Mm. So unless they're going to spend that bread, and I think the dead money on that was like $19 million starting next year. So unless you're going to decide mm-hmm. we're going to eat that $19 million plus next year or unless you can find someone who will trade for him, which there may be a team out there. Um, I can't think of any off the top of my head. I mean, Chicago. I don't know if Chicago would do that. Um, that doesn't make sense for them. But if there was a team that felt like they were a quarterback away, um, it may make sense for them if they want to take that, that cap hit. I can Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So real quick, I'm going to end up by talking about a few games that we find to be interesting. Um, first of all, Chiefs-Raiders, obviously with this being Kansas City. Um, interested to see if the Chiefs' offense can rebound. Yeah. Uh, two and two, Chiefs, the offense has looked horrible. Bad. Um, you know, not garbage, uh, you know. So wanted to see if they can turn it around. The Raiders, man. Three road victories out of their four wins. Um, a couple of comebacks in that, man. Like we said before the season, Raiders might be might be something to force to reckon with, and they're looking like it right now. Yep. So uh, that's a game to watch. Falcons and Seahawks just because I think the Falcons are fraud. So You still think the Falcons are fraud? They went. They were 5-0 last year. That's true. And I think they won one more game <laughs> after going 5-0. <five laughs> and oh. So I need to get to around by week 14. Mm-hmm. You give me the week 14, and then I might be go if they're like you know 10 and four, uh, you know uh, 11 and three. Oh yeah, they they might be for real, but not until not a minute before week 14. Number one scoring offense in the league. Played Broncos last week. What they put up 26. Somewhere there, but again, but no Trevor. No, here's a a giant that could be saying. No Trevor Simeon. Right. You know, like I think that with Trevor Simeon, it would have been a lot closer game. But, you know, playing against that defense, putting up, you know, decent numbers. 300 receiving yards. Yeah. Yo, I didn't do run them pockets for that week, but, yo. Well, you don't have to run them pockets anymore because he doesn't get a check anymore. Yo, but I feel like that was whack, man. Like, y'all going to put all that on me? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Benay Ben Wickery. told him. Pockets and yeah. cut him. <laughs> the next like, day, like we that I, last time I checked, I wasn't the only one checking Julio. It yep. was other. What about them rookies? We didn't y'all play man, that to man rookies? every possession. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, y'all gonna put that on me? I would have been hot than a mug. Hey, nah, y'all gotta square up. We got you gotta run my fade. You ain't gonna <laughs> cut me because Julio lit us. He lit us all up. <laughs> what about your boy over there? I would point at everybody. <laughs> what about him? What about the oh, man? No iron team. <laughs> right. Y'all going to cut me because he lit us up as a crew, as a label, as a unit. We thought we was family. It's CMB for life, man. What, what the heck? They treated him like um, G Money at the end of New Jack City. Am I my brother's keeper? Nope. <laughs> but anyway, final game we're going to talk about. We're going to get out of here, man. Jets and Cardinals. And the reason I want to talk about Jets and Cardinals for this reason I love sports. I love watching sports. I love consuming sports. But sports is one of the places where, as a an executive, as a front office person, 
you can be horrible at your job in plain sight and nobody notice. Um, so what I mean by that is, you know, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick tried to run the hustle. He tried to go hustle gang to quote the uh, shout out to T.I. He tried to run that hustle, had a good season, tried to get that bread from him. They said we ain't trying to hear it. But the Jets front office over the last three years have drafted three quarterbacks. Geno, obviously, second round. No, Geno was first round. Nope, second round. Remember, he sat, really? he left. You remember, Geno left the green room. He thought he was going to be a first-round pick. He left the green room because he yeah, didn't get drafted. Right. Fired his agent that next day, was at a hotel down the street, got drafted. They held the draft up to let him get into the room so he could get his chance with the with uh, with Roger now. So second-round pick for Geno in 2013. Uh, a couple of years later, they draft Bryce Petty in the fourth round. Last year, they draft Christian Hackenberg. You have um, Ryan Fitzpatrick throwing, was it nine interceptions, eight interceptions over two games? Yeah. Eight interceptions over two games. Geno can't get no burn. Bryce Petty's on IR. Mind you, Aaron Rodgers was 31 touchdowns, eight picks last year. Yikes. And Fitzpatrick threw that in two games. In two games. Geno can't get no burn. Bryce Petty's on IR. Christian Hackenberg can't get no burn. And, and you say, well, he's only a rookie, except you look at Carson Wentz. <laughs> you look at Trevor Simeon, who's technically a rookie because he was a seventh-round pick, starting for the first time. You look at Dak Prescott, what he's doing. So you look at Christian Hackenberg, and you're going, what are you doing with your life, right? What are you doing? Um, so, you know, again, you can be horrible at your job in plain sight and people not notice. Three quarterbacks, three high draft picks over three years, and nothing to show for it right now. Um, I expect the Cardinals to win this game. They're at home, Jets traveling to the West Coast, time difference. Um, I think the Cardinals played on Thursday, so they had 10 days off. So I think the Cardinals will win that game. Um, you know, I forgot to check who's winning our leading our standings in our league. Real quick, I'm going to vamp while you do that, if you could. Yep, I'll pull it up for you. Um, but in this, in our, it was a hotly contested race. I know the homie James Watts was up there. My homie uh, Mike Jones was up there. Who? The home girl. <laughs> wow, he's going to be hot when he hears that. <laughs> Always. Um, the home girl, Marche, Shay, she took third place last year. Um, I took second place last year, um, so I didn't I didn't pay myself. All right, right now we are looking at C D or C Dryer. Ooh, I don't I have no idea who that is. That in is in the some league. Um, uh, with them boys in second. Los. Oh. Los in second place. Shout out to the homie Pretty Los. Geeky guy in third. That's the homie Mike. And then James Watts is in fourth. Jesse Abbey in fifth. Marche in sixth. Shout out to Jesse. Jesse was uh, the winner last year. Mm -hmm. And then are you CJ9400? Yep. Seventh. Tied for seventh with my homie Big Rob from Die Daily. Um, then you got Marcus Rose. And, you know, I don't – this one's typed out. I, I don't – Spot Fat Boy Tree fat, <laughs> fat, <laughs> fat Boy Tree One. Anyways. Really, dude? Fat boy tree one. Is, um, <laughs> <laughs> nah, shout out to the homie Trent. Um, it's tied for ninth. And a ward is at 11th with a pretty bad score. So You probably forgot to, you probably forgot to put picks in one week. Didn't you? I think I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. So, but, but, but I got time. I've, I've picked 50 correct or 40 correct and number one's in 50. So I'm only 10 games behind. 
I think I can make that. It's not bad. I'm hoping to have one these weeks where I go 16 and 0. Yeah. Like I might if I go 16 and 0, I'm not making picks again the rest of the year. I'm done. I'm done. Well, no, I can't go 16 and 0 because now you got bye week. So right. if I get a perfect score over in one week, I'm I'm just gonna that it ain't gonna get no better. And like I I can't pay myself in no in no cars. So you know I'm I'm playing for fun anyway. Right. But yo, that's our show, man. Um, go to imaward.com. Yes. Check out check out all the hyperlinks there. His Facebook, his Snapchat, his Twitter, all that. Go to soundcloud.com backslash brains and bars check out all the episodes itunes coming soon hopefully within the next week or so um facebook fan page again search at brains and bars on facebook like us there again holler at us man talk to us we'll talk back to y'all man i think shout out to everyone who's responded to all the posts we put up who have talked to us uh, we appreciate you listening we appreciate you interacting with us continue to do so and and again once we get on itunes yo here's a big thing Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. That's how um, it lets iTunes know that we are here, that we're a big deal. We're forced to be reckoned with. You ain't got to listen. Just subscribe. Just let it show up. Now, I want you to listen. But once you, like I said, subscribe, uh, comment, rate, and review it, man. We appreciate y'all listening. One more time, IamAward.com, SoundCloud.com, backslash brains and bars. We thank you guys for listening to the only sports podcast, again, that has brains and bars. It's a black and white thing. I'll let y'all next week, man.